Welcome to the Gratefully Hungry Podcast, a space for you to go deeper in your faith. I'm Jordan Twilley. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Gratefully Hungry. I have known that this day was coming for a while. We just really didn't know what the topic would be or where it would lead, but my best friend is my guest speaker today. So this, I was just saying, this may be like the least prepared. I would, like, if we haven't not prepared, we've prepared, but I'm like, oh, it's just another day in our conversation, right? So yeah, who knows where it's gonna go? It's gonna be so fun though. So this is my best friend. Her name is Jamie Taylor. She's from Nashville, Tennessee. We've been best friends for probably like nine years now, something like that. Eight-ish, yeah. Ish, yeah. And we met through a mutual friend who was like, oh my gosh, Jamie, Jordan, you guys would totally hit it off. You just have so much in common. The things that you don't have in common are gonna compliment, like you should connect. And it stemmed from a place of business at the time and just sharpening each other and who's somebody that has similar career goals as me. But little did we know it would turn out to be like we have so much in common. Our husbands are best friends. We've traveled all yeah. over the place together. We've watched each other just go through so many seasons of growing up, mm-hmm. having babies, plural. Like that one's not me, mm-hmm. that's Jamie. I gave that one to her. But it's just been a really cool journey. So I'm excited for you to get to know her. Welcome, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Jordan and I have a lot in common. Our birthdays are only a couple months apart. So we're almost exactly the same age. Um, we're the same Enneagram. We have the same career. Big difference between me and Jordan, though, is she is an Android girl. <laughs> and I'm I'm an Apple girl. So big difference. <laughs> big but, um, difference. I'm a mom. And so we have a lot in common. And then, like she said, a lot of things about us are opposite, too. So it's just in the sweetest friendship. And I know I can speak for both of us in that we're just so grateful that God gave us this friendship for mm to walk through life together. So it's been so beautiful. Yeah, I agree. Oh, duh. Oh my gosh. Literally the first thing, Jamie was the first person to know about my podcast. I had drove home from this event and I'm about to air like what you're, what you were working on at the time. If you don't care, you'll have to like give me a thumbs up visually. But we, I was like, Hey, like I've got this crazy idea that I like really think I'm going to do at some point. I don't know when. And Jamie's like, I've actually got a crazy idea too that like I just committed to. I have a thumbs up. I have a green light. (laughs) So she's like, I'm going to commit to learning Spanish. That's what I'm doing. I was like, that's really cool. Like, where'd that come from? And so we start unpacking this new way that she was going to start learning and growing and embracing a new skill. And I was like, I'm going to start a podcast, I think. And she was like, do it, do it, do it now, immediately do it. Like, was so behind it. And um, so I knew, of course, like I said, the day would come that she would get to be a guest speaker because she has sharpened me so much in my faith. Our friendship, like she said, I just, I cherish it so deeply. We we did become friends through work, but all of the other things in our life we really value are the same. And, you know, we were talking b- prior to this about how sometimes you kind of have categories of friends. You have like your gym friends or your work friends or your, you know, Bible study friends or your husband's friends or whatever. And for us, it really isn't categorized like that. It's just our friendship is blended and mixed into all of those areas. And um, I think that's just been one of the sweetest parts of it really is it's not certain things. And I always from a from a faith place can trust that we might not be on 
a Christian topic at all, we could be on event topic and, and it'll somehow, we will guide each other back to that. And I definitely don't take that part of our friendship for granted because I've needed that so many times. So yeah, thank you genuinely. For well, that. and you know, I'm probably going to talk about, my mom will probably come up a lot in our for conversation sure. today, but we talk about how like in life, it's like an Oreo cookie. You need people that you're pouring into, that you're mentoring, okay? And then you need people above you that are mentoring you, pouring into you, discipling you. And then the sweet stuff in the middle, that's your friends. And that's what me and Jordan have in each other. We are the sweet stuff in the middle. Um, but I do think it's so important along that same vein to like have friends with the same worldview. Um, and of course, you can have friends that don't as well, but I think it's important to have somebody that gets you on that level. Um, you can have deeper conversations and just grow so much more, um, right? The word says two are better than one. So that's what Jordan and I have been able to be for each other. It's really cool. I don't think we that. knew that that's what we would be for each other too. It just started. Yeah, yeah like we were just truly just oh, a, a beautiful new friendship. And then as it went deeper and as it just got further along like we just genuinely wanted the best for each other and the things like I said that we're we had in common were kind of non-negotiables like our faith like this is something like to go eight years of a friendship that's developed into what it what it has I mean to have God as a key foundation right. part of our life like so many other things and conversations are going to blossom off that and again like we, we both have so many other friends, friends that aren't Christians, friends mm -hmm. that completely believe different things than we do probably. But yeah, we just kind of lay it all out. And it always comes back to like, what is God teaching us? What does he want for us? Um, what does his word say? How are we glorifying him? That, that really is the goal. Even if it's not discussed, we just know that's kind of the underlying goal. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So I ask everybody these questions and I'm, I love asking because even though I know people personally, I, I mean, this is my best friend guys. And there's still things like, as we were starting to prep for this, I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that. Wow. This is un unveiled. So I just think even through this, I'm going to get to, you know, be a part of the pre Jordan years. And I can't wait to go on that yeah. journey today. So yeah, tell me like your life, like how did the Lord become a key part of your life? Like, what did that look like? Just start there. Sure. So you and I met when we were 23. So like you said, the 23 years before that, a little bit about me. I grew up in Virginia on a lake. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. And more specifically, I grew up with just a really godly mother. Okay. There were four girls, four daughters. So I was the second one in the birth order of four daughters. And uh, my dad was and is a successful businessman. And um, growing up, we had a, it was, I mean, it was awesome. Like I said, especially with my mom being so godly. So I did grow up in church. And I cannot, to be honest with you guys, I cannot think of a time in my life that I didn't believe in God and I would not have considered myself a Christian. So at a very young age, you know, as soon as I could comprehend it, I accepted this truth uh, that Jesus was my savior and I was all in. And like so many that you'll hear growing up in a, a Christian household, like, you know, I went to church. It was awesome. And again, I, I know I, I just mentioned it, but I'll bring up my mom probably a lot. She was a big part of this, but she really did do such a good job. Um, you know, not just 
sending us off to Sunday school or youth group and just hoping that, you know, we get our Jesus fix. I mean, she really brought it into her parenting, into our household. And it was such a, a sweet household and um, absolutely just one where we talked about the things of the Lord a lot. Now, on the flip side, growing up, my dad, and I, I still have my dad. My parents aren't together anymore, but my dad is clinically bipolar, and he went through a season. Um, first, it started off as alcoholism, and it turned into drug addiction when I was, like, in middle school. So definitely a bumpy ride, <laughs> you know. Um, four kids, they have this successful business. He's on drugs. It's it's so it's crazy. It's a crazy wild ride. And at that age, you know, I wasn't a grown up yet. Of course I can remember it. I was like sixth, seventh, eighth grade right in there. But I was a kid and so you know, that wasn't really my burden to bear. And of course again, my mom did such a great job shielding us from that. However, I did have to watch her go through, you know, mm-hmm. taking care of four daughters, taking care of this business, taking care of her husband in and out of rehab, calls from the police. I mean, there was a lot going on and um, it was a big burden. And again, at that age, I think that in a lot of ways, I just, I don't know, I had some emotional distance between it, but I still got to see God really provide for us in the midst of all that chaos. Um, you know, I still gr- had such a safe and happy home. And I truly believe that's because of the Lord. And we talked about that a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. There's a verse somewhere in there that he's a father to the fatherless and a husband to the widow. And I do have a father. Um, but, you know, for this season, it was cool to see God fill that role in our life. And of course, my mom's pointing that out to us and financial. Um, this was also during my, my parents were in real estate and this was during 2008 with the housing crisis and everything. So everything was so chaotic, yet in the center of all that chaos, we were okay financially, relationally, everything because of the foundation of our faith. And and I'd like to even say, you know, at this age, the foundation of my mom's, my mother's faith, you know, that is what kept us okay. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it's fine. So we went to, to high school and, Looking back all the way from my childhood to my teen years, I would consider myself a Christian. Uh, I was at summer camps. I memorized the word. I, you know, was a part uh, all the things. Sunday yeah. school, all the things. Um, so, and it was, it was good. It was all so good. And I did have a relationship with the Lord. But when I was 18, I went off to college and I went to Liberty University. So you might recognize it as the world's largest Christian university. And that's where I met my husband. And it really was such a good experience. Um, now, of course, I did jump from one Jesus bubble to the next Jesus bubble. However, there was still so much growth in there. And so when I look back on my childhood, I, I was a Christ follower. I All of those things. But in getting out on my own, I, that relationship really started to mature. And I think somewhere along the way, you know, I, I wish I could tell you it was at this day and this time, but I can't. Somewhere along the way, it faded a little bit from my mom, my mother's faith, my family's faith, my grandfather's faith to Jamie's faith, you know. Mm. And I think a part of that was getting to, to be 18. Funny thing about this little journey, when I went off to college, my high school sweetheart broke up with me ask anybody that was around. I was devastated, cried for a week straight. It was so sad. And I, even back then I would say like, wow, that was 
the best worst thing that ever happened because I was so heartbroken. But during that pain, that was really the first time that I learned how to lean on God for like myself. Like I said, I got to watch my mom do that. But for me, and it sounds kind of trite, like, okay, your high school sweetheart, but God used it. I was so crushed. Like, I was so sad. You guys do not understand my little 18-year-old heart. And I, I really started to understand grace and just how much I needed God. And I remember... Um, I was a I was a runner, like a cross country runner back then, a decade ago. So I was so sad, and so I went on a jog, and I went up this like little, it's kind of a, we called it Liberty Mountain. It was like a glorified hill, it's like a little mountain. And I jogged up, and I made it to the top. And there's a little view of the city, and I'm just like sitting there, and I'm so sad. I'm so sad. And I just had a moment with God, and I just was like, God, like my heart is pulverized to a dust. <laughs> it's so broken. But what I have of it, it is yours. It's yours. And that was the beginning of college. Like I said, it was like the first month in. And so I go on to just have such a rich college experience, just really seeking God, um, because we got to hear from incredible Christian speakers from all over the world. That was such a privilege um, being there. We had something called student leadership. So I had, it was designed to where every student on campus is prayed for every single day by each other. It's a really cool system. Um, and I had mentors, you know, other college girls who were a little older than me. And it was just a really cool time of seeking God, learning more about him. Of course, being at a Christian school, some of my uh, required classes. There were some Bible classes, some evangelism classes. So my my faith was just, and my understanding was just really broadened during that time, and it became my own. Um, so yeah, before college, I was absolutely a Christian, but during college is when it really started to become my own faith. And I, um, like I said, I was able to start understanding grace a little bit more. And I think where that comes from, I don't know if anybody out there could relate to this, but growing up, I was a good girl, right? I was like a good little Christian girl. Of course, I had sinned, for all have sinned, but I don't know that I really understood grace, like needing God's grace. Um, but, you know, you get out there, you get on your own, you make mistakes, you get hurt. Um, life is hard, right? And I started to understand how much I was in need of a Savior, I think it's easy for Christians, not just children Christians, but all Christians to think, I'm not that bad, you know, yeah, like, like I've sinned before or whatever, but, um, like it's nothing compared to so-and-so over there or whatever. That's absolutely the wrong mindset to have for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so even though I did grow up following God's word, staying pure, all these things, that's just a great head start. I still was in desperate need of a savior. So um, that's a little bit about me. Um, had a great college experience. My husband and I, Zach, who is Jordan's best, Jordan's <laughs> husband's best friend. So me and Jordan are best friends. And thanks to us, our husbands are best friends. But my husband, Zach, I met him, same thing, at Liberty um, our freshman year. So we got married after college. Um, and we were like 21. So Jordan, I met you not too long after yeah. that. Oh my gosh. Uh, there's just so much to unpack. So you brought up your mom. I got to go back to your mom because not only has your mom influenced your life so much and her faith just, I, I like you said, it was kind of like a barrier um, probably for things to get to you. I feel like in other 
people's world that were a part of so many people would be like it was her you know mentorship or her encouragement or her story and so I know she's not here to like speak for herself but how do you think that your mom got so grounded in her faith that's like a out of the blue question but I'm going somewhere mm-hmm. with it sure well my mom is probably gonna listen so mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> um well she also had mentors she had a lot of women mentors so my mom was a stay-at-home mom to four girls um so was not like a career woman like i am but had mentors had women pouring into her and really sought that out um and she spent a lot of time in the word and you already know this jordan but a huge part of our upbringing was um, getting the word in our hearts. Yeah. Um, in other words, memorization. And um, I mean, she's really cool. She memorized the whole book of Proverbs. She's been really challenging me to do that. I haven't started, but uh, I mean, she. I had to memorize a lot growing up. I'm so thankful for that. And it was really just, um, she had a lot of conversations with other women who were pouring into her and her, her marriage, into her motherhood. Um and so she was plugged in. And so then because she was getting that, she was able to pour it out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, that speaks volumes right there. You know, there's so many listeners that probably are parents. And mm-hmm. I had such a different experience growing up because I got really, I would say, like anchored. My faith became my own in my 20s. But prior to that, I definitely had people praying for me. But I mean, I was not filling my heart with the word. And even in our conversations, our daily conversations behind the scenes, you just spat stuff out sometimes. And I'm like, how do you just know that? But I know that it's a reflection of just how you grew up too. So, you know, to parents that are listening, like how does now you're a parent of two, like how does that give you a vision for what you want to do for them? Oh my gosh. I have so much work to do in that department. I asked my mom recently, I'm like, how my, my oldest, I have a four month old baby girl and a four year old boy. And so not too long ago, I was like, mom, how do I start talking to my son about like the things of God? Like for one second, he was like too young. He was a baby. And then I blinked and now he's like a whole person and he has this sin nature. Um, <laughs> and so we, do this. we all do. And, you know, we take him to church, but I'm like, where, how do I begin? And she's like, you just start, you just start, Jamie, just start, just start talking about the things of the Lord. And even like when she comes to visit, I mean, she just jumps in there and she like is praying with him and talking about Jesus. And I'm like, oh, I got it. I, I mean, I'm learning that. So um, as a young mom myself, but yeah, it, yes. Like growing up, it wasn't just that like we had to memorize scripture. It wasn't that it was like in our conversation, she would just, say like oh the bible says this the bible says that and i told jordan this but like growing up she would talk about the things the lord does all the time and she probably it probably seemed like nothing was getting through to me like because she was what we were driving in the car having dinner or whatever these are the things she would talk about and i didn't necessarily like i don't know go there in conversation like i was like a kid and i'm like uh, you know let's say if we always were in church but like let's say it was snowing and we couldn't make it to church church she'd be like we'll have church here in the living room and she would do a bible study with us and i'd be like oh but i was listening it got in there you know and so i'm so glad that she just did it even if it didn't seem like we were listening or that anything was like getting through because it did wow it's so wild now as a mentor myself in my business i'll be coaching a woman and like i'll just be like you know in the bible 
Google says, and I'm like, where did that come from? And so once you get it in there, it is in there and God will bring it up when you need it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I just think too, like so many people, they think like, like myself included in this category, I need to know enough or do enough or be enough or whatever enough to be qualified enough to even like lead a podcast. And I remember even telling Jamie, I'm like, it's a Christian podcast. Like out of all the things that I thought this may would involve into, I think I'm in the Christian podcast category. And it just took me by surprise, I think more than anything, because I was like, one, I, I just don't feel like I know enough. I mean, Jamie literally on here probably knows more of the word than me when it comes to being able to recite it or, you know, reference it. But it, I know God knows my heart in it. And that's what he's looking at with you. So if you've got young kids and it's a snowy day, you are qualified enough to crack open your Bible and be like, kids, we're just going to do it from home today. And I do think you said something also so valuable that you didn't, um, you know, she wasn't relying on the youth pastor yeah. to do the job. Yeah. Like she was in there. And I think it just feels awkward. I like to, mm -hmm. to me, to you guys, it was so normal, but to me, that is not normal. I'm just being honest. Like that is not normal. And I would say most people, they would feel some sort of way. I mean, I remember when I started going to church consistently, um, I went alone for a while. Sometimes I would meet my friends. Sometimes I would like wrestle, just purely wrestle myself just to get there. And so, yeah, just any, any like biblical things um, have just taken more work for me, I guess, on, on the front end, because it wasn't so in there. It, I was exposed to it, but it's in there for you. And as a parent mm -hmm. or as someone that wants to be a parent. It's just super inspiring to watch. So, okay, last thing with your mom. So discipline, you've, you've talked to me like about just what discipline looked like receiving that from her and she's so gentle. And I see even her working with your kids, like she's so calm and patient and gentle. So yeah, what if you were like giving examples of things that got through to you in that, what, what does that look like? And then we'll get into our actual topic maybe. <laughs> well, um, you know, as I mentioned, I was the second child, okay? So I really follow the stereotypes there. <laughs> I was a little bit more of a handful. As a teenager, I had my little, like, rebellious streak. And, of course, there's a spectrum of people's rebellious streaks. But for our family and our home, for my mom's standards, <laughs> I had the rebellious streak. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I'm always so thankful. I've said this so many times, like, in my career platform, but also here, too. My mom did such a good job with all of us of not turning a blind eye. I try, I mean, I tried all the things of like trying to pull one over on her or say a little white lie or try to get away with something. And I think it's just so, I don't know. She just, she just listened to her intuition. Um, and she would not let me get away with things, um, that were so small that could have flown under the radar. I'm trying to give an example, but they, they make they make an impact and the, the choices and the decisions that you make, they have a ripple effect. And um, also on, on along those same lines, like a lot of times it was my attitude, my sassiness, my, you know, whatever. It was more the posture of my heart. She wouldn't just write it off as like, oh, teenager being a teenager. No, she'd be like, Jamie, like she really worked with me a lot on working out a lot of these things in my personality. Um, so beautifully, you know, she'd always point out 
you're such a bright light. You're so incredible. But I want you to work on this. And it was even little stuff like, you know, when we were at dinner today, like you kept interrupting so-and-so multiple times, Jamie. And this is how that could make them feel. And I, as a teenager, I'd be like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. But I would still be listening like, man, I would hate that I would make my friend feel that way. I still heard her. And then when I was like on another level of discipline um, was I, of course, I had a pink razor phone, as you do when you're 15. And with my sassiness of my teen years, um, like let's say I was like a jerk to my sister or something. She'd be like, give me your phone. I'm taking your phone away, which, you know, hysterics, like I'm freaking out. She'd be like, you cannot have this phone back until you memorize a whole chapter of Proverbs. Go, like, you can have it back when you do it. I have a, an amazing memory. So I was able to, like, knock it out in a day. And I would be able to come in there and, like, recite 20 verses from Proverbs. And she'd be like, all right. And she'd give me the phone back. And um, so smart because that stuff is in there. <laughs> it's in there. So, um, yeah. She's fun. so wise. She did an excellent job. And like mm-hmm. you said, didn't act in turning a blind eye like for instance you know purity and um all of that like the sex as as teenagers i don't think most parents want to talk about that and the kids don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. and they're like hopefully come up in youth group we talked about it literally all the time she talked about it all the time in the car and so um we i stayed pure all the way through high school all the way through college and till i met my husband and asked did he and that was really because of her investment and it wasn't one of these things where I was like oh I don't want to sin I don't want to make make God mad at me it was nothing like that she did such a good job of explaining like this is the blessings and the joy that God has for you when you live life um by doing things God's way like it's so beautiful you have so much to look forward to so instead of you know staying pure out of fear I stayed pure out for my heart wanting the good, good things that God had for me. And I think that that's beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Your mom is just uh, on another level, truly. And yeah, I can't wait for her to listen to this and just have like the affirmation of all that you just said, because it's huge. And I just want to point out, you know, when it comes to leading people, loving people well, instilling greatness into a kid, like she had to be so solid in her faith to do that. And that I think is most motivating to me to be rooted just deeply and firmly in my faith is when I do that, other people get to experience what you just described is a blessing of that, you know? So I love that. Okay. Um, so you went to college and you were just, I already, I can just see so much mentorship, um, like in your mom's case from her seeking mentors. And then I know how many you and I have been exposed to. And the cool thing is we just debrief all of it. Like our, a normal Jamie and Jordan conversation is just like, Hey, I just heard this. Like, and then it, you know, it sparks into this whole other idea and what that could be. And it's just very growth oriented. It's very, um, like, Like, I mean, a normal day in our conversation, like we're not talking about things probably that other people are. I I heard a long time ago was some like Instagram quote that's like, you know, this kind of mindset talks about people, this kind of like people, it talks about ideas. And we're talking about ideas. It's fixed versus um, growth mindset. And compounded over eight years, a lot has happened. A lot. A lot of growth. 
taken place. For sure. So like, okay, so before we go into our topic, which is growth, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about growth today. And it's just the thing that I was like, it just makes sense. It's what we do. It just makes sense for this to be our topic. But, you know, you go to college, you start forming your faith on your own before we get in that. Is there anything in that season that you could say like could have held you back or made you second guess or um, or or strengthened you through college? Like you said, it was just such a rich experience. I know you had a lot of speakers and were exposed to a lot, which exposure is so important. Um, I I reread this right before we jumped on here that like how you grow, it determines how far you go and. I, I believe that in the sense of how much we've been exposed to. It's just been like, you know, like rapid, what's it called? Like, I'm just starting to become a, a plant person, but like the miracle grow, it's like, that is miracle mm-hmm. grow when you're exposed to an idea or people or speakers or mentors. So yeah, just dive into that season a little bit more and then we'll shift gears. Sure. So yeah, I mean, if you want miracle grow on your spirit, <laughs> life and your, your relationships and your professional life and all that, you do have to be like open to it, you know? Um, oh gosh, like back to my mom and making me memorize stuff and I have my Bible in front of me. One, oh my gosh, you guys, I, the number of times she said it growing up, I, we would like roll our eyes. We're like, yeah, we get it, mom. It is, I believe it's Proverbs 2, but I'm going to flip to it. Um, it's Proverbs 1. Wisdom cries in the streets. She lifts her voice in the square um, and over and over and over again in Proverbs 1 starting at verse 20 wisdom is personified as this you know wisdom shouts in the street she lifts her voice as the female and as she's personified um, you see this wisdom going out begging people please listen to me please listen to me Um, at the head of the noisy streets, she cries out at the entrance of the city gate. She speaks. How long go simple ones? Will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? And it goes on to talk about, you know, reproof or being corrected in other terms. Um, and it goes on to say that basically wisdom is begging everyone, please listen to me, listen to me. And then you go down a few verses and in verse 27, but when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, they will call upon me, but I will not answer. And so she made us memorize this. Um, it's so powerful in that the wisdom is around you. Like God gave us the word. He gave us people. Um, you can get your booty to church on Sunday or not, but like when your calamity comes like a whirlwind and life gets really hard because it will for the believer and the non-believer, you will desperately look for wisdom and discernment and like God and all of these things. And um, you'll wish that you would have listened. You'll wish that you would have had that. And so, you know, to answer your question, Jordan, like, I did. I did have that miracle grow in that I was able to, you know, at a young age, I had access to a lot of these things. But at any age, you have to put yourself in that situation to be mentored, to gain wisdom. You have to seek it out and you have to be open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, along those same lines, when I chose a Christian university, this is just coming up for me. So many kids I went to high school with 
they like straight up hurt my feelings. I mean, they were like, why would you go to school there? That's so silly. You could get in so many better schools. Like that's embarrassing. Like, oh, literally a lot of people like made me feel so silly for going to a Christian school and that's fine. And that's not what they would have ever wanted to do. And it didn't line up with their worldview. But the point was I was, I knew even though I could, I did get into the better state schools. I knew there was a part of me that was like, I want to be around people who can, who, who can help me in this arena because our faith, it's not just for life. Like our relationship with God, that's for eternity. And so I'm so glad that I was open to that. And so that was, that was the joy of coming out of being in a Christian environment. And trust me, there were a lot of people who were in the Christian environment, but were not getting poured into mentored or gaining wisdom because they weren't open to it. <laughs> so they could have been on the same campus, but they weren't getting anything and um, one that always stands out to me jordan is um i was i don't know i was probably in my second year and we had francis chan huge deal come speak to us and it was so good and i just remember him in this incredible sermon that he delivered he just talked to us about you need to if your life does not have anything in it that is requiring you to have faith and to lean on God, like if nothing in your life is requiring you to trust and believe in the Lord and have faith in him, something's wrong. Like you, you need to be in that place where you are leaning on God and that stuck with me. And that one little thing, God convicted me in that moment that I had been avoiding the back to the Oreo cookie analogy <laughs> that kept asking me to mentor other like younger college students. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not qualified. I can't do it. I, I'm not going to do it. It was just too uncomfortable. I did not want to like lead a Bible study and, and they, like, I didn't want to do any of that. And they kept asking me, they're like, Jimmy, you'd be great at that. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. And when Francis Chance said that, a little soft voice was just encouraging me. Like, I know you don't want to do this because it's uncomfortable, but this is the thing that's going to, you need this to lean on God to grow up to grow, right? It ended up being, um, it was so funny, the first several Bible studies, I'd have to call my mom, basically crying, being like, help me plan a Bible study, I can't do this. But I, I got stronger over time, and um, and just having to be in the Word and having to pray, I grew so much in my faith with the Lord, and um, so much good came out of that. I grew so much as a person, as a leader, as a Christian, all of these things. And it's so funny, that one experience led me to having the courage to say yes to my career, which is how I met Jordan, was in seeing it is a good for me when I'm in situations that require me to have faith and to lean on God. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the things that gave me the courage to start my career at such a young age. It literally, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, if you had not said yes to that, and that was at the time, yeah. that was a mountain, you know, before you, yeah. but now yeah. you look at that and you're like, that's a pebble, but like in comparison to what you've done since then, you know, but if you hadn't have done that, who right. knows? Right. Right. My faith would have just stayed so small um, and I would have strived to stay so comfortable um, and to not be, you know, embarrassed. I think I think embarrassment was a big thing for me. I I didn't want to say the wrong thing or I don't like I don't know. I just felt unqualified and um, I was unqualified. Let's be clear. Mm -hmm. And yet God met me 
being in that space. And um, I was able to grow in the women that I would pledge to pray for. That's kind of how it works is when you're asked to do this, you pledge to pray for the women you're assigned to every single day, <laughs> whether they want um, to come to your Bible study or not. And um, just through that experience, I grew, my faith grew, God showed up, he He equipped me. And so then I knew, you know, this is the character of God. And if I feel I'm calling me to do something else, even if I am not qualified, um, if it's, if he's in it, he's going to help me and I'm going to continue to grow. Yeah. There is so much fear around that. And I know just in, in any new season, in any new thing, fear a lot of times is the first thing that you would experience. And it, that shows up in different ways, but you know, I just think about all of the things that same same kind of things, tiny things that I've done that I was straight up embarrassed or I did fall flat on my face in some way, shape or form. But I'm like, thank God I did that because it led me to meet this person or it allowed me to grow in this way or it allowed me to be more confident for when this real opportunity came my way. I, I was more courageous. I won't say more confident, but I was more courageous. I had more courage to take this step. And the only thing that we can say when the pandemic happened, um, you know, everyone was just doing whatever they were doing. And in my world before the pandemic, I loved setting big goals for myself and stretching. And like, I just really, I mean, Jamie was with me in that time. Like, I just loved like the bigger, the better, the crazier, the better. And I, I, that was definitely a little naive in some ways. I think just uh, like I, I had built some courage. And so I'm like, anything is possible. Like I, I just had belief. I had a lot of belief in that season. And when the pandemic happened, I remember a theme, like an anthem that went through everything all around me was just take the next, next best step, whatever you can see, just do that. And that has just served me so good since the pandemic that I'm not thinking so big. I'm not thinking two or five year plans. Of course I have that in mind, but I'm thinking, what do I have right now? How can I steward that at the best? Even if it doesn't look like a lot at times um, to someone else, it looks enormous, but you know, my measuring stick for myself or where I want to be, sometimes that can make you really look at what you have and it looks smaller. So just practicing gratitude, practicing stewardship and asking myself like, what does it look like to be a, the best steward of that today to be my best today and and do that today not procrastinate well and you said like there are times where I've fallen on my face I failed you know or we find ourselves in over our heads those are also times that w- what do we do when we're in those situations we pray God help me you know it it's those, it's a lot of the the struggles, the challenges. And of course, again, a spectrum, (laughs) some are much, much harder. Some are really, really small, but um, he will meet you there. And when you get that experience of preying on him and bringing him into your situation, he loves that. Like that's the heart of Jesus. Like he loves that. And um, so, yeah, yeah, it's just embracing what you think is calling you to not just so that he can like make a way for you but also so that he can be there with you um and steward your heart you know kind of like when I went through that breakup like you know it was there were so many there were so many reasons for that so many so many we don't have to unpack that but one of them was just getting to experience the closeness of God and to have him there for me in those hard moments. Yeah. I did not plan on bringing this up, but um, it, it just is fitting. So my grandma just passed away really recently. And I mean, just another example of like such a good friend and why you need to be 
open to new friendships and healthy friendships. I mean, Jamie literally was just praying over my grandma and me and um, the whole thing. And what you just said was exactly what happened. I, I, you know, of course, sad, heartbroken, miss her so much already, like going through a grief journey and hoping to do a grief podcast. I'm, I, I will not be facilitating that, like in the sense of like directing it, but um, I'm, I'm excited to just dive deeper there because that's such a new thing, but he, I've experienced his closeness through this mm-hmm. last season. And for that reason, and for what faith I do have established, I've been able to look at the entire thing so much differently in how um, he wants to grow in other people's lives through it. And I can just see him moving. And I, I just know that experiencing him closely, intimately, um, being at your wits ends, like that's where he loves you that's where he, he loves you period, but that's where he loves being the most you, yeah. when you're reliant. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's we talked different. a ton about that and just how that, that is growth. So, um, do you want to talk about your healthy quote? You want to lay on your, well, just continuing like what we're talking about. Um, I heard this in a sermon years ago. I'll never forget it. So true. But it goes like this healthy things grow. And growing things change. And change is difficult. And in difficulties, we learn to rely on God and walk with God. And when we walk with God, it makes us healthy. And healthy things grow. And so around and around we go. And um, that's why it, it is important for you, to, wherever you are in that cycle, at some point, maybe you're walking through difficulty right now. Lean into God. Maybe you're not. Maybe, but wherever you are in that cycle, that's why, I mean, when you're healthy in your faith walk, you know, personally in your relationships, it's going to grow and it's going to change and embracing that because that change piece usually comes with discomfort. Um, You know, something that we did not have in our plans, but was a part of God's plans. A lot of times we're going to find ourselves in, outside of our comfort zone, when we're walking with the Lord, that is how you are on that healthy walk. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> let's unpack that. <laughs> it's it's so for starters. Like I'm pretty sure that should be like framed in our houses as a reminder. Yeah. You know, um, because we think I think when you're in a difficult season or when you're reliant on God and you're calling out for him and clueless of what the next step is, there's, there's a lot of peace that you can experience. There's a lot of, um, there's so much beauty that really you can feel and experience there. But I would say overall, we're like, Oh no, like, I don't want that feeling. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to, but I would say, yes. Yeah. It's rough. But how else are you going to grow? But how else? How, how, how else are you going to grow? You know, um, you, you have to go where God is leading you. Um, I was texting with Jordan before this, just sharing a verse with her. I believe it's in Second Chronicles. You know, uh, I do this because it's what my mom did growing up. The eyes of the Lord look to and from the whole earth, to and fro, or look all across the whole earth looking for hearts who are committed to him to strengthen those hearts. And so I absolutely butchered that, but you can look it up. The The eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro to strengthen the hearts of those who are, who are fully committed to him. And so if you're like, you know, my mom always taught me, we want that. We want when God is looking 
he's, I, I want him to see me, you know, my heart being committed to what he has for me, knowing that he's going to strengthen me. Um, and, you know, it's just crazy if you just stop and even try to attempt to think of the life that God could have in mind for you and the growth journey that he could have in mind for you. You don't want to miss out on it. I don't, I do not want to miss out on the good things that God has for me. Do you? Mm -mm, I do not. I do not want to miss out on those things. I think that it's possible to, you know, of course, God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his will. We know that, but I think it's possible to miss out on some good things that God could have had for us based on our willingness or our obedience, you know, yeah. it has to be because if you, if you come to a fork in the road and one option is to obey and one is to not to do things your own way, there's going to be a different, you know, series mm-hmm. of events. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it all works because I'm not God, but he, he knows, he knows how it's all, how it all is going to unfold. And um, he does give us free will. And so I don't want to miss out on those things. And But um, he's looking for the hearts of those who are fully committed to him to strengthen them. So I don't want you and I don't want me and I don't want any of our listeners to miss out on the good things that God has for us. And so like, well, what, how do I find out what that is? And again, I'm not, I'm not just like Jordan. I'm not a pastor. I don't know. We're just two girls who are growing in our faith and just chasing down the, the life and the things that God has for us. I really believe if you could sum up what Jordan and I are in a nutshell, we are chasing down God's will and what he has for us and just, and, and every day growing in that arena very imperfectly. And so that's really what this conversation is about. We're two imperfect girls seeking God's heart. Well, how do I get on that journey? I think asking yourself, like, what do I think God's asking me to be obedient in right now? I think if you were to ask yourself that question, something will come to mind. You know, the Holy Spirit will, you know, I feel like something comes up. For sure. And I think the, the raw truth is you then have that fork in the road moment of, do I want to go left? Do I want to go right? And one of those ways is going to seem comfortable and one of those isn't. And we're talking about change and we're talking about choosing him and relying on him and not us. And I also know, you know, in a time of obedience, it's, it's little things like very rarely does God call us to leave the boat and follow him. Move across the country. Yeah. Sometimes, but yeah, for the most part, it's the little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is and tiny. And the, the better you get at listening to that still small voice and obeying, the easier it gets to decipher God's voice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just that One um, thing I so, I'm and, so sensitive to is the time. Like like you don't just because you maybe have something come to mind. Um, I mean, have discernment if that's a large thing in your life you know, asking maybe what is the tinier step? What is the tinier step that I can do today? But not putting it off for a year, not putting it off for four years. Like truly you have it in mind and insight today. If you, if he didn't want you to to have that nudge, you wouldn't. So have you heard before like delayed obedience is disobedience, (laughs) you know? Yeah. We've all It's That's good. That's Um, good. Another like so important voice, uh, so important verse 
James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. So all that saying is, if you lack wisdom, which, newsflash, you do, we do, right? Ask! And he is generous to give wisdom. Generous. So asking for that discernment, yeah. you know, it's not something to born with. Um, again, I, I believe, and just from like some Bible studies I've done and things like that, that God, God loves when we're relying on him, when we lean on him. Like he, he loves, he loves making that way and, and being the way and being our comfort and being our, uh, our shepherd and giving us that wisdom. But we need to ask. And like I said earlier, just be open. Like, are, are you open to growing or are you just like, nope. Kind of like me, back to that Bible study back when I was like 20 and 19 when they kept asking me to do it. I was just like, nope, nope, no, 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 no. I don't like, I don't want, it's too uncomfortable. I'm not doing anything wrong by not leaving, leading a Bible study. And that was true. It would not be a sin to turn them down. But God had something for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. He had something for me. And so just leaning into that. Um and finding out what he has and just knowing like that he is going to equip you, make a way. Um, and that is where you grow. Yeah. And that is how, yeah, I, I, me and Jordan were talking, like, I think the enemy would love nothing more than for all of us to stay small, to stay still, to stay comfy cozy. Um, you know, because when we're unapologetically, you know, just about whatever God has for me, whatever God's will is, we're then a vessel that God can use. For his glory, which is the whole point. <laughs> you know, even the point of our growth journey, it's not for us. We're beneficiaries of it, but it is to bring God glory. Yes. So, you know, you have to have a willing heart in order to be a vessel, in order for him to find that heart to strengthen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, staying small in your faith and in those act- those faith actions, um, I think I think the enemy would prefer that yeah. if I had to guess. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I I have one thought and I had a great other one that left, so I'll jump the gun. I feel like it would have transitioned better if I'd started with the other one, but maybe it'll come back to me. So if this is not like in order connected, bear with us. But this, I had this one thought. One was that I recently just started um, having live plants in my house. I have a few of them and it's a big yeah. deal, Jamie, right? Like yeah. that's a big deal. I am a plant mom. I mean, yeah. I have lives uh, that I'm responsible for Listen, plural. I have a plant downstairs that I've kept alive for three years and like the pride and joy that I feel, I understand. It's good so stuff. Keep going. So yeah, I stuff. recently, so, so, this has nothing to do with anything, but I came in yesterday. I've been gone for a couple of days. Eric's like, oh, I moved your plant in and I watered it. I was like, you touched my plant. What? <laughs> I have an app. I know by the day when this thing needs to be watered. Like I'm like healing him right now. Like you don't just move somebody's plant, but okay. So back to the original story though. I originally moved this plant in, um, I would say, I don't know, three or four months ago because it gets cold where I live. And I was like, well, I have a great warm sunroom, but it gets cold in there at night. So I'm gonna move him in for the winter. And I think what declined him was I moved the environment that he was in. Ah. And so anyways, 
I just pruned him, put him back out. You know, I'm working to bring him back to life. But then Eric just moved his environment again. And I'm like, dude, he is adjusted. Like he is thriving in his environment. And I think how much growth you experience is directly tied to the environment that you choose to have. And that's the difference. The plant doesn't get a choice. He goes where I put him, but we get choices of where we go. And, you know, certain things are not as in our control, like maybe who your coworker is that you sit next to every day and family. family. Yeah. You can't choose those things. And I get all of that. You know, Jamie and I, um, prime example, like I could have a lot of friends, but I've, you know, I have you that this is our daily conversation. There's no mistake or question in my mind that that has grown me and been a part of my miracle grow. So, you know, we just, I think underestimate the environment and how, how easily we drift and also how easily we get fed just simply based on where we're at, who we're around, what's your take on it? Going back to Proverbs, I think it's, um, or Psalms, I think it's like Psalms 1. It literally says, like, you know, don't sit in the seat of scoffers. What does that mean? Um, gosh. Okay. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. It just And it says, he's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. That's the first thing my mom ever made me memorize. It's a funny story for another day. I was a toddler, and she made me memorize that um, because I really, really, really wanted something. It's actually a really funny story, but obviously it's still in there. Sitting in the seat of scoffers, standing in the way of sinners, being in the counsel of the wicked. I know these are strong words, okay? And then somewhere else in the Bible, it talks about having wise counsel around you. But it is the truth that where where you put yourself in the, those environments, and like Jordan said, you're going to find yourself in them. But and you can be a light when you are in a harsher environment. But you, it does matter, like where you're getting your wisdom, where you're getting fed, um, and your environment is naturally going to shape that. I think we've all heard before, and this doesn't come from the Bible, but I believe that it's true. You become like the people who you spend the most time with. Um, So yeah, what that can look like for maybe some of you out there who are like, everybody around me is negative. I I I don't have what you guys have because I bet most of you don't. I feel like what Jordan and I have is really special and you can start praying for that. Yeah. But um, I follow this girl on Instagram. She's so good with nutrition and she talks about nutrition by addition. So instead of focusing on all the things you can't eat, she tells you to focus on how can we add more color to our plate? How can we add more fiber? How can we get more protein in? How about you looked at your environment like that? You know, how could I get more nourishment in my spiritual walk? What does that look like for me? How can I get some nutrition by addition? I love it. And I think I've done that with like so many things, Jamie and I have just kind of done. And I love um, that in our careers, we, you know, one thing is you maybe have a specific schedule or specific coworker, specific, you know, position that, you don't feel like you get to grow in your faith. I feel like Jamie and I have really grown awkwardly in our faith through our career, through our spouses, through our environments and people like, 
again, we're not just talking about one thing, they overflow. Um, but, ah, oh, I lost my whole train of thought. Like, yes, just regardless of what you're doing, yeah. looking at how you can add to it. Like I had one job at one point and it was primarily negative people. And so the, the, the ticket in that moment is not to ask, okay, God, like take all, take all this away. Like this sucks, like whatever. I yeah. needed the job, I needed the money, but I could have said, right. where could I add some nourishment in? And in a lot of cases, it's not muted the negative or the things that I didn't need in life. It just turned it down because the volume turned up of everything else that was what I wanted to look towards be come whatever that you know looked like right so to this day I think that's present in my life and I know that it would be president pre present present in anybody else's life too if you just looked at it you're, you're gonna have things probably you don't love you're gonna have you're gonna have days that you wouldn't say like this is a nourishing day it's all good how can you add just something well and you and we're, I'm gonna get off topic again as we have done, but you said it, Jordan, a second ago, you were like, you know, we've grown really awkwardly. Like we've really stumbled through this in our twenties and it's been so great to have each other. But the truth is you guys behind the scenes over the last eight years, we've both had a front row seat also to like, I don't want anybody out there listening thinking like, Oh, Jamie and Jordan are just like perfect little Christian girls who are just <laughs> like checking the box. So healthy. Like, Oh my gosh, we, Oh my goodness. I mean, we need more than anybody. <laughs> I need God's grace and his mercy because I truly have gotten it wrong so many times. And we've lived in a, a coming from our pride, our selfishness, our flesh, like um, just I've, we've gotten it wrong and we'll continue to because we are sinners in desperate need of a savior. And so that's the good news that we have that. And so um, I just want you guys to know that, that yeah. that's what, a lot of that stuff just isn't going to come up on the podcast, but over the last eight years, we've been through, we've been through those things, but God has been faithful. And like I said earlier, he works all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called. And so a lot of the stupid, like, you know, sinful things, the mistakes, the, the missteps, he still used it. And it, and those things also have been a part of the growth journey for sure and from it and um god is just so good you know um we're just so truly so yeah and i think too like just knowing god. like that's gonna come with wisdom like awkwardness again we're back to change that's gonna come with wisdom and growth and you're gonna probably even see more of your sinful nature you're gonna see things that you want to change you're like i i you know i encourage you like jamie said earlier pray for a friend or a couple that can come around you and you grow with them and look for who you can look mentor, <laughs> right? Look for it, look for who you can mentor and look for who can mentor you. Also back to the Oreo, you're, that is growth. That is literally growth yeah. in, in true form is an Oreo. I feel like we're going to have an Oreo as like our cover right photo. Into it, Jordan, because here's the thing, somebody might be listening and maybe let's say in the back of your mind, you're like, there is a Bible study that I've wanted to join at my church but you keep creatively not being free that night because the truth is the idea of walking in to a room full of women or men or what, whatever that, that gathering is alone and not knowing anybody and they all know each other. Like that might be just that little moment of discomfort of like, 
uh, you know, I'd have to get childcare and I don't know these girls and they're all friends. Like it sometimes can be that little, just something that small to keep us from, from growth and what God has for us. Um, and so, you know, sometimes it's not like we've had a move across the country. It could just be the obedience of being available on that Tuesday night to make it to that Bible study and to have the courage to walk in and to know, like, I'm, I'm here because I'm in pursuit of God's own heart. And, um, and I want to change my environment and I want to be around other like-minded people who can help me get there. And, um, who knows what gifts God could have for you in there, the relationships. Um, so it could just be something like that, that you know, you got to get to and you just need to go do it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's probably going to be something like that. Something again, so tiny that it's going to be an obedience thing, you know, left or right, which way you're going to go. What, what are you going to do? So I just saw this in my notes and we can wrap up with this, Jamie, if you have any final thoughts around growth, like lay it on us in a second here. But um, I was looking at the, just these notes about wisdom and how the wise are few, but they let the truth transform them. And that can be in the way of growth, accepting feedback, hard conversations, but ultimately praying for wisdom. You know, you're in, in growing just again, I want to reiterate you, maybe you're going to see a little bit more of your sin or see a little bit more of a way you could grow or feel a little bit more obedience kicking in and just lean into that. We just really want to encourage you to lean into it because that's all we've done is little itty bitty things that have stretched us or made us obedient. And it's turned into actual strength for me, like, like rooting strength. Whereas Jamie, I think would just say I've maybe strengthened the roots that were already there but like in a lot of ways you've just helped me even get my footing because I didn't have that you know all throughout my my life like weaved in and out so it's so cool even that where do you start and and yeah I mean so many people I think that could be a holdback that you just don't even know where to begin you just begin somewhere. You carve out and protect time to listen to something that's going to grow you. You pray for somebody that's going to come in your life. You you wrestle even with prayer. I was um in a pretty like dry season. Seasons for me can be like three days, really. <laughs> like I can I could go through a lot of seasons really quickly. But I had a couple days last week that I was just like in a dry season, just feeling a little bit burnt out and not super inspired, not very close to God and. Literally, it was one night of worship. I went, I had a concert scheduled, and I'm so glad that I said yes to that, even though I didn't really love the band super much. But I was like, it's a Christian environment. I'm going to say yes to that because that supports what I'm about and what I want to become. And so I went, and little did I know that it met me at the perfect time. And just like that Bible study being scheduled, it'll be scheduled on a Tuesday that you need it. You need it. And I went and I got fulfilled and it has just sustained me for the last few days. And like that came from just some worship music. I mean, yeah, I I was in prayer, but I mean, it's a lot of times little things that get you back on track, just like little things can cause you to drift. Yeah. uh, Along those lines, like one even more mundane than that. I was going, um, one of my friends from college was getting married and Christian couple and I, I was bridesmaid. I came in early. We were like decorating and it was like a simple wedding, you know, like we were, there was getting like the reception was like in a church fellowship hall. So we were decorating and all these friends and family around and everybody were Christians and they were playing worship music just in the background. But we were just like having fun, laughing, hanging streamers, setting up the photo booth. My heart 
could feel it. Just being in that room, being around all these believers, like the sweetness of it, the wholesomeness of the conversations. It was so good for my soul. We weren't even talking about things of the Lord. We were just together um, in the house of God, decorating for a wedding. And it was, it was really, it really was so encouraging to my heart to be around them. Um, but, you know, you, you were saying it, Jordan, like, well, how do I begin? You just begin. I think there's a really funny verse um, and it's in Proverbs 4. And the all of Proverbs 4 is really about all of Proverbs, really, the whole book of Proverbs. But this um, chapter is really about wisdom. And verse seven says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. <laughs> and I, I literally wrote it off to the side. The beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom. I'm like, what on earth does that even mean? And then it says, and whatever you get, get insight. Which I just think is so funny because I'm like, what does that mean? The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. And I asked my mom, I'm like, mom, what does that mean? This is silly. She's like, if that's what it means, you just like get it. And so if you're like, what? Like with me, the be- again, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. I think that is hilarious. I don't know why. I love that verse. Um, just go, go get it. Go read about it. Go memorize one single verse. Go listen to a podcast or a sermon. Get to church on Sunday. Sign up for the Bible study. You know, reach out to um, an older Christian who can, who has more life experience than you. Mm -hmm. But the beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom. Boom. And that's (laughs) your growth journey. And I know it sounds, I don't know, ironic, but. That's that's how we all get started is you just get started. Yeah. And you even mentioned like King Solomon out of anything that he could ask for, that's what he asked for was wisdom. Like just if out of anything you could ask God for today, out of resurrecting a marriage or, you know, praying for a loved one that you know that just is far from God or going through something really difficult. It's hard to watch. Like your job situation or, you know, your kid making the cheerleading team. I mean, like what, wherever you find yourself in a situation where you're like, I don't know what to do. Ask for wisdom. Mm. So, yeah. All right. Well, Jamie, you want to pray over everybody? I do it at the end of every podcast and we'll log off. Thanks for hanging out with us guys. I hope this was so amazing for you. I'm so fulfilled. A lot of times it is just being in the room. You could be hanging streamers. It doesn't even matter what's happening, but just being in in the conversation or in the in the mindset or in the room with something like this it can just lift your spirit so that's my prayer for you today (laughs) well let's go to the lord in prayer dear heavenly father thank you so much for this friendship um first of all lord for just bringing jordan into my life and now into all the lives of all these listeners, God. And, you know, I don't know who's out there listening and what time they're listening to this. Maybe it's right when it comes out. Maybe it's a year from now. But, Lord, you do. You know each person who's listening. You know every intricate detail of their lives, all of their problems, um, and all the ways that they need to grow, Lord. And I just ask that for everybody who was listening today, God, that you would just meet them where they're at, that you would just stir in their spirit, that you would press into their spirit um, ways that they can walk in faithfulness with you. Um, Lord, and we know that you will be faithful. That is your character, God. And so I just want to pray over all the people listening, um, God, that you would just do mighty things in their lives and that you would continue to 
bring opportunities to them that will allow them to grow and to walk out the call that you have on their life, Lord, and that nothing that you have for them would miss them. Lord, and I just ask for all the people listening and for me and Jordan also that you would continue to just give us wisdom because you said when we ask, you will give it to us. So we just ask that you pour out your wisdom and discernment on everybody listening, including Jordan and I, Lord, and that you would be with us in each day, in each moment, in each decision, guiding us with your perfect love and wisdom. We thank you for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jamie, so much.